In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates romance that pushes limits and dials it up to 11. I'm Jenny Nordback. And I'm Melody Carlisle. It feels so good to be back. Jenny, are you feeling rested and rejuvenated after hiatus? I am ready to do the thing. We have been doing fun things in the background, too. Yeah, we haven't been just, like, laying around. I'm, like, just bursting at the seams ready to start sharing things again. (laughs) I know. Yeah, we've got some really exciting content prepared for both the regular feed as well as some truly delicious bonus episodes for the temple. But since we're all joy lovers here... We thought we'd come back swinging with an episode of pure effervescence. Ava Moore joined us to recap That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming, and I truly didn't know if Mel's heart could take it. It was touch and go there for a minute. Yeah. Yay! We've got Eva Moore. Oh my gosh! Hi guys! Hi! I am so excited to be here. I mean, same. As soon as Jenny told me that you were coming on, I was like, oh, this is incredible! <laughs> Very I feel excited. like I haven't seen you since, it feels like oh ages. It does. It does. In the before times. Yeah. Eva Moore is a favorite author of ours. Mm-hmm. She also runs co-runs whatever the fuck it's called the osrbc facebook group uh-huh. um she is kind of a badass on tiktok yeah <laughs> and she's the reason my daughter wears clothes my daughter wears hand-me-downs from eva's daughters on pretty much a daily basis oh i and, love that i yeah. thought that she had like worked some kind of spell where <clears throat> she would keep her clothes 
on. Oh, no, no. Which Listen, is a magic I also need to weave in my house. If so. I had that level of magic, trust me, I would be <laughs> spreading it wide. Um, I sadly do not. My yeah, children are enough. half naked most of the time also. But yeah, the enough. timing works out. The ages work out. And Jenny's daughter has the exact same coloring as my youngest. So like all Aww. the pretty blues and the pinks and the greens. And I'm like, oh, here, give them a second life. Oh, yeah, I love it's that pretty cute. So much. Oh she was gosh. parading around in like fancy Christmas dresses the other day, and I was sending <laughs> Eva pictures. <laughs> it makes me so happy that whenever you post a picture of her, I'm like, I remember those leggings. I remember <laughs> that tutu. Oh. <laughs> She's so her word right now is squeezy. So Ooh. she doesn't like it when things are tight. So she's oh. wearing like the size six of stuff because she's like, these are too squeezy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so you're oh telling gosh. me you need size six. <laughs> <laughs> Eva's on it, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. My husband will be so happy. We cleaned out the garage last week. He was like, do we need all these bins? And I'm like, give me a couple months. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Oh. Cool it. You're a champion cleaning out the garage. Guys, okay, by the time this runs, it will be after Christmas, and this conundrum will have been solved one way or another. But the tub with the fucking stockings and the star for the top of the tree is missing. And I spent like two hours digging in the garage yesterday, and I can't find the fucking thing. I believe And I'm like... I always knew my mom was eccentric, but there were like a couple years where we used pillowcases instead of stockings. And I'm like, oh, it all <laughs> makes sense. Like, this it is how tracks. that happens. Yeah. Can I just say I have been there and um, Target sells felt stockings for like a dollar. They do. And you can use them in the intervening years. I'm like, it's a couple weeks beforehand. I have some time to like figure. It's not like Christmas Eve and I'm running to Target trying to get stockings. Like, right. Yeah. You're planning ahead. It's good stuff. So books, bonkers. Yes. What makes a book bonkers for you? Okay. So I had to write this down because I have thoughts. Show me your beautiful brain. A book that is bonkers to me is something that takes a recognizable format something we know and love something we already appreciate they stay true to those roots but they take it somewhere completely new and Mm. make me think about something that i've never thought before or you know the more times that i say of course she is of course (laughs) that's what happens of course (laughs) like the the more bonkers it is and the better i dive into it but like i like that I love it when an author shows me something new and I love that there are so many different directions you can go, especially within romance that I've been reading romance since I was 12. I have read a lot of, I mean, for those of you with the audio or the video, I mean, I have read a lot of books and it is fucking delightful that people can still write stories that manage to surprise me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say this. I have been listening to your earlier episodes. I have not read a whole lot of them because deadlines suck, but I mean, they are real, but I don't read a whole lot of paranormal normally. Right. I mean, I I read some, I read Theodora Taylor's Her Viking Wolf because she talked about that in her universal fantasies book that came out. Cool. If you're a writer, get it and read it. It's fantastic. And a really easy read. Her voice is phenomenal. But that one's a pretty straightforward, like, word shifter, 
time travel to Viking times. Like it hits all of the beats that you want for that Mm -hmm. kind of story. Right. And then I would say the other big paranormal author that I read is Jasmine Silvera. Mm. Her first book, Death's Dancer is about a necromancer and a God's dancer set in an alternate Prague. And it's, it's beautiful. It it is. Her writing is beautiful, but it gets dark. Like he's a necromancer. He controls the dead. Like, right. You know, it's not, it's excellent. And she's currently (laughs) writing the prequel series for the heroine's brothers, who are all werewolves, which she doesn't know until they go. And they all marry witches, which is not allowed in this world building, right? So, so we're witches and werewolves and necromancers over here. And I love her world building. I love the magic in it. I love all the witchiness. One of the witches can like find a book, like she finds knowledge and calls it to her. So she goes to the archives, right? It's just, oh my gosh, it's so good. That one is Binding Shadows. I digress. So I like various parts of Paranormal, but I don't read it a whole lot. This book that we're about to talk about, it was like, I didn't know you could have a rom-com with dismemberment. I didn't know you could have a paranormal that makes you cackle Cackle. as you read it. Cackle. Like, laugh out loud. I have not laughed as much reading a book in years. So, like, that's, that's what makes it bonkers to me is, like, it introduced a new part of paranormal for me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So let's take a quick break for updates, and then we are going to come back. And when we come back, Eva and Melody are going to tell me about... That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. (laughs) (laughs) The title alone! I mean, oh my god. Go do your updates. (laughs) Oh, hey. It's Temple Update Time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe, and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com slash temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. Okay, we are back. Oh, hi. And I am, my body is ready. (gasps) Okay, I do have to do a quick, a quick, like, you know, update for you. I want to be fully transparent. And that is, I have been friends with, Kimberly Lemming for a few years. This is her debut book, and it was such a joy to read just because, like, she does incredible things in the HB Facebook group. Like, she'll drunk read a book (laughs) for the group, and it's incredible. And, like, you can just see every morsel of her brain on the page in this book. And 
I am just, I am in awe. I am over the moon excited to talk about it. I'm so glad that like she's being received really well. Like, ah, it's just incredible. But you need to know, listener, that I know her personally and we text and we're friends. So <laughs> like, but what's fun about I, that is that Eva didn't know that when she picked the book. Yeah. Like, well, Melanie I wasn't part Kim. of that text exchange. No, I yeah. knew Kimberly from the HBs because I'm an HB. That's right. And that's right. She's hysterical. Like that woman makes me laugh so hard just in Facebook comments that when uh-huh. she posted that her debut book was coming out, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy that. Oh I will God. support that. 100%. And it was such a del- I cannot believe this is her debut. I, I cannot. It is so well done. It's so fun when that happens. I love it. Yeah. It's always a little bit scary when you, we're going to talk about Eva's books later, but when you pick up a friend's book and you're like, ah, fuck, please don't be that. Please yeah. don't be that. And then you read it and it's awesome. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is so good. <laughs> like it's doubly satisfying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So. Okay. So we have to talk about it. We open yes. up Do it. and it's like a drunken festival in like a Dungeons and Dragons village situation and our heroine's name is Cinnamon and she's drunk off her ass and she's looking for her best friend. It has one of the best first lines of a book I've read in a while. I gotta find it. So it's kind of like the Hunger Games where the little sister gets chosen and you know Katniss raises her hand and says I volunteer as tribute except this girl is like "Uh uh-uh I'm glad it wasn't me. Let's party it wasn't me. Because The, the annoying, like the obnoxious chick and her ex-boyfriend get chosen to be the guys who have to go <laughs> beat the demons, right? Yeah. So she's yeah. living her best life. She's in search of mead and cheese. She's, yeah, she she said, finds her she best says, friend. She go says, ahead. I had only two things in my mind, cheese and how to get home. <laughs> I love her already. I love her already. Which, haven't so, we all been there? So her Regularly. name is Cinnamon Hot Pepper, right? Yes. And she's a spice trader. That's right. A li- she's you know, a spice farmer and a spice trader. Is. It is a family business. And so she does have a brother named Cumin and another and brother Chili. named Chili. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. everyone. And that's how we roll over here. Her best friend, the cheesemonger? Free. <laughs> Free. Because wow. of course she is. You oh, see you see where this comes in? For of course she is. Oh, yeah. Now, wait, wait, wait. There's a very good reason. Yeah. Okay. You guys know Sarah McLean's line, right? Name is Destiny. Mm. There's a reason her name is Cinnamon, and and we'll get there. That's it's, right. It's yeah. There's a reason. It's great stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. So she's like, yeah, bitches. Those guys got chosen, and it's great. Like I I was low key enough for long enough this year that like nobody looked at me, and so now I'm dying my hair pink, and I'm gonna live my best life, and I'm drunk off my face, and finally Bree is like, listen, I'm gonna push this cheddar over to you, and like also a gouda, but then you need to get your ass home <laughs> and cinnamon's like i hate it when you're right goodbye <laughs> she's so great she's munching so, on her cheese and she just leaves and her- runs off into the forest right oh it's so I'm good happily on her way home yeah and there's like an explosion that happens like sort of in the direction of her farm and she's like i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it's great and so she's on her way and then she gets held up by a guy in like a rickety scarf being like, I want your monies. And she's like, fucking Huckabee, I know who you are. Get the fuck away from me. You can't mug me. I will end you. And so then she chases him through the forest. (laughs) Loses him. 
and instead comes upon a rock slide. But then like, uh, ouch, she hears somebody in the distance. And so she goes over there and she like gets him out and he's like seven feet tall and he is a beautiful. And he says, he says, run. (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck are you? Like, I need to make sure. She's like checking his body for wounds. And he's like, it's really inappropriate and rude to kill the person who just saved you. So I need you to run. And then he starts like transforming. (laughs) The horns come out and twist out of his head. He turns into this demon. Right. And he's like trying to protect her. Just like, just go. She's about to go down. (laughs) Oh no. So he white fangs her hard and she, she like does, she goes running and she goes like through her cinnamon, her whole cinnamon field. Apparently cinnamon grows on trees. Things I think you cut cut the bark off the tree and it curls. That's what a cinnamon is. Shut your mouth. That's what cinnamon is? That's what cinnamon is. Yeah. This feels like that time I found out pineapples grow in bushes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Or like, or like peanuts grow in the earth. Have you seen artichokes grow? They're wild. No. They look like they belong on Mars. They're like massive thistles. Like the artichoke is the flower. Incredible. Incredible. Anyhow, okay, sorry. Okay, wait, she's running towards her house. She's trying to go home. No, no, she's a no, bitch. Okay. She's, she's just a person. She's, she's just a cool bitch. Who <laughs> likes her wine her. and cheese. She's <laughs> our best friend. This is who she is, right? <laughs> so she's running home, and she cuts through her fields, right? And she's, like, trying to get away from him, and she thinks she's made it. She's like, <gasps> I think I did it. I think I did it. And he's like, tap, tap. And so she grabs he does a branch of her. cinnamon yeah. and, like, bashes him in the head. And he's like, and he starts like snuffling, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) then she like runs into her house and she starts putting every available piece of furniture against the door. Her family, meanwhile, thinks she's absolutely nutter butters and just like drunk off her face because she's like a demon. And they're like, "Mm mm-hmm, really a demon? I I hear a demon out there. You're right. There's like such a ruckus outside. And she's like, listen, it was real. So <laughs> she she tries to sleep, and in the morning her brother Cumin comes and wakes her up by making fun of her for being an idiot. And then as the family's like all together making breakfast, and her mom is like this gorgeous woman with a bald head and like tattoos, tattoos. on her whole mm. skull. Oh, it's cool shit. They're like, oh, yeah, well, like, what did the demon look like or something? I don't remember what they say, but he's like, well, you could look over here. He's like, knock, knock. Uh, We need to talk. What the hell is this? And he's like holding cinnamon. He's like, oh, I need to know what this is. And and yeah, the father wait, is wait, like, wait, wait, so my, oh no, wait, wait, wait. So my yeah, favorite yeah. part of this scene, though, is that he just like walks in and he's standing <laughs> against the door and the brothers are like, must fisticuffs will protect farm and family. And he's like, come on, man, we really don't need to do this. And one of them like goes running for him and like with a knife and shit. And he just like bats him <laughs> against a wall. And then he's like, listen, can I sit down? Like, are we, <laughs> can I sit down and just like join you for a minute? Because I do have some questions. And she's all like, you just hit my brother. And he's like, was I supposed to let him kill me? Like, is this some human right. protocol I don't know about? But like, <laughs> I just, I just I want to ask some questions. It's so good. So he's like, what is this? Because it did get me out of this magical stupor in which I want to murder everyone. Now, wait for it. Wait for it. Remember, her name is Cinnamon. 
and cinnamon is the only thing that can tame him. Yeah. It's Literally, it can like break it like the breaks madness. the spell. There's yeah. there's this huh. goddess, and she makes all of the demons go crazy and feral, and they can't control themselves. And then she passes them off as like these are these big bads. Humans go fight the big bads because I yeah. am your goddess, right? And then meanwhile, he's like, I'm gonna blow your mind real quick because she's actually not a goddess. Like 600 years ago, she got pissed off at some demons for being mad about her sacrificing their children. And so she's like a necromancer witch and she's dead as fuck. She's like an undead witch and she's controlling you guys and making it so that demons attack humans so that you will like have this bad and like not look at her so she can continue Mm. doing her like jazz hands. And so he's like, listen, this is all I need from you. I will prove what I need you to do. Um, This is, like, a cool amulet. It's a really pretty pendant. I just need you to go and, like, chuck it into her temple. And then she'll show you her true colors. Because when this thing is around, like, a mystical being, they have no choice but to be what they actually are. And then after that, I just need you to, like, smash a chalice, okay? Because her, it's it's like a Voldemort. Her heart is in an object. It's a horcrux. We get a little horcrux. See, there's four of them. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a phyla, yeah. phylolixter. I Listen, I forget what it's called. And so she's like, why? I don't want to do that. Like, I'm the girl who wants to sit at home and, like, make my cinnamons. Oh, and... because because backstory reasons, right? Oh, her God, little, backstory. The one time she went adventuring with the asshole ex-boyfriend and her little baby sister, her little sister ran ahead and got eaten and disappeared in the swamp because they live in the bayou. Because they live in the oh. bayou. Right. And so she gets sucked into the bayou. And so guilt, guilt, like I cannot be an adventure because this is what happens when I adventure. They looked for Cherry's body for weeks and they never found her remains. Like it's bad. (laughs) I know I did wonder about that. It doesn't come back in this book, but like I'm going to text Kim Mm. and see what's up. Anyway. Mm. (laughs) Oh, the next one comes out in the spring. I already asked her. Just so you know, and she's coming got a Christmas spring. one too. It's it's oh. not. It's like a point five. It's like a it's like a Mead Universe book. It's called Missile Foe, and I can't wait. Good title, right? Oh my god, I fucking love Kim. Yeah. Anyway, so so okay, listen. So she's got trauma backstory, and also she's just like I like to sit on couches and like farm and be quiet and like like have a cool life. And he's like, listen, I'm just I need you to do this for me. And if you don't, I'll just, like, kill you and your family and, like, all of your friends. (laughs) But if you do do it, and we can, because she's got all the demons basically trapped up in Winterfell, essentially. She's got a gate, and they're, like, in the the above beyond. Yeah, Volsog. And so if they can get rid of her, they can let the demons out, and they won't be, like, crazed animals anymore. They'll just be, like, beings with rational thought. Yeah. Some of them are are super meat eaters, you know? Not all the problems will go away. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) But they won't be feral anymore. You can reason with them somewhat. Right. The the problem is, like, if he gets too close to her, the craziness increases the closer he gets. So he can't go break the chalices himself. He needs a human to go Mm -hmm. do it for him. Because she won't be affected. 
Yeah. And he's like, also, listen, as soon as we get the other demons, like, around, I'll just claim this territory and, like, nobody's gonna fuck with me. So, like, you either don't do it and, like, I have to do a bunch of murders I'm, I'm like, not cool with, really, or you do do it and I protect you forever. And she's like, God bless America, here I go. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going with her? No. He kind of? No, until he is. Until he no, is. No, until he does. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So part of the joy of this book is Kimberly's voice. And there's there's a short snippet I would just like to read. Please. Verbatim. It is her mother. And I feel like as a mom, I feel like I connect with this on a visceral level. Mm-hmm. Ma swore, pointing her wooden spatula like a blade. Chili? I mean, cumin? I mean, cinnamon, damn it. The middle child stopped badgering the girl child. Ha spilled more coffee on his shirt before doubling over in laughter. My brothers and I looked at her incredulously before roaring along. Notice how she got it right on the second try, but then kept going. <laughs> kept going. <laughs> and then reduced us to birth order, human word, doubling over in a bit of laughter. Chili did his best to regain a straight face and slammed his fist on the table. Spare male child. <laughs> Listen to your mother. He ordered. <laughs> so good. Spare male child. I wheezed, trying not to choke on my stolen bacon. The spare male threw himself on the table in a fit of drama. Is that all I am to you, mother? A spare in case Chili perishes in the Great War. <laughs> Ma eyed him with the most deadpan face I'd ever seen in all my 24 years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that is all you are. Eat your goddamn potatoes. Dickhead. What I tell you, I cackled through this entire book. So funny. Oh God. It was so so funny. Okay, Okay, so she goes and she's like, has amulet. I'm gonna do a big throw into that temple. And when she does, she sees this chalice that is like, you know, they usually like do offerings and stuff. But as soon as this amulet gets in there, black ooze starts coming out of the temple walls. And then like black ooze and blood and like everything smells like two-week-old death comes like out of the chalice and then it starts like building into a creature that's gonna fight and like defend the chalice and Maiva she's the big bad she's the god she's goddess and so she's like screeching she's like get out of my temple I'm so good to you and so Cinnamon is like trying to fight off this thing while also like trying to hammer this chalice to death and it's not working out real good. She's basically just like banging it against the altar trying to break it and it's not going well. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then she's about when to get orcs, super attacked. Right? Like the the like oh, out yeah, of the black sludge, like, like an orc starts building out of bones trying to grab yeah. her. So it grabs her ankle. Yeah. yeah, you said orc. Yeah, like it's yes. building an oh. ooze orc. Oh. Yeah. Later, it'll build an ooze ogre. Like, it's good shit. So anyway, she grabs onto her ankle and she's like, what do I do now? And then all of a sudden, a sword comes out of the fucking mist. And then she does. And he's like, oh, my one of my favorite things about this is that he's like, finish it. Finish the job. Don't you just want to go feral? Don't you just want to go feral? Yes. Yes, I do. So she like does this whole thing and then the temple starts coming down. And so she's about to get hit. And so she tackles him out of the way. He's about to get hit. And so she tackles him to save him. And then he's like, wait, she just saved me. And then he like pushed them out of there. Yeah. (sighs) 
Okay. So now they're like doing a tiny snuggle. Okay. And there, and she says that he smells like black currant and violet and black man. Currant and violet. Masculine black currant and violet. I'm like, this is very specific. And Kimberly, I would like to know what candle you have. Yeah. That smells mm-hmm. very masculine, like black yeah. currant though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would like to know no. where to order on Etsy. Yes. Is all I need yes. to know. Yes. Yes. And also that goes very well with the cinnamon. I'm just saying. It really does. Mm. Yeah. A nice little blend there. Yeah, yeah. Kim really did a really good job on this. Okay, listen. So then she's like, man, so we did that one, but like, now you got to do all the other ones. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And he gets like super angry and he like Disney Hades is out with the blue flames. I just have to read it to you. I have to read it to you. It says, says, fire erupted from his hands as he let out a snarl. I watched in fascination as the blue flames danced across his biceps, burning away the rest of his tattered shirt. Wow. Someone should put a warning sign on that man. Abs for Abs for days. Also the fire, obviously. (laughs) it's so good so wait who tells him that he has to do more cinnamon and then so he thinks he thinks there's like one temple but yeah there's four there's one in each like part of this world like did you not know there were four dude like yeah good luck on the rest of those no i thought my quest was over and then he goes well road trip it's time (laughs) for a road trip quest romance this is where it turns into a romp yeah and she's like, fuck yourself. I have designed my life specifically to not go adventuring anymore. And he's like, well, oh, but like all the people. And she goes, you said you would make good on your promise. Demons always make good. And so I did this thing and now everyone's protected. And he's like, well, actually, your, your family, family is. is protected. But like not the rest of the town. Not the rest of the people that you love. No, no, that's not part of the deal. And so she's like, oh, I'm going to go pack, I guess. It's great. <laughs> so as she's Cute loading like trunks worth of spices. And he's like, what the fuck is this for? Like, it's going to slow us down. He's so mad at her. <laughs> he's like, listen, I'm not going to eat shitty food. Right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And then she's like, and also, you fucking demon. The only way to break the magics is with cinnamons, and so I have a metric fuck ton of cinnamons packed, okay? So, like, I'm not just being a diva here. I am very useful and smart. And he's like, go, I'm gonna go walk around and stomp. <laughs> so he, like, stomps away, and he's gonna meet her at the main road. And so she and Bree are, like, hanging out, finishing up the packing, and Bree, like, puts the finger on it and is like, mm, you two need to bone this out. Like, you just yeah. need to bone this out. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she's, of course, attention. oh, no, no. I can't sleep okay, with wait, a demon. I have quick questions. Please. Yeah. He is like seven feet tall. Yeah. Yes. Is he demonic all the time or only when he... He can do he, a human like, form. Goes, yes. Okay, okay horns, so he's I like think. seven feet tall, but human... And human he horns. has horns? The horns, I think, come out when he yeah. goes the feral. When when the crazy overtakes, right? Yeah. That's when he okay. goes... When the magics can, overtake. He can manifest them. Like if he's driving the anger he can pull them out and right do things but most of the time he exists in a very large but humanoid form right okay so he's like an nba player with optional horns yes and black yes. hair halfway down his back yeah halfway down his oh, fucking back I Jenny. That. and it's silky it's black and silky and a propensity to burn his shirts off and like the rippled abs underneath okay 
So now she's like all packed. She's about to get ready to go. And then two of these fucking Huckabees come over. Do you remember the one who tried to mug her? Mm -hmm. Now the older brother is there being like, apologize to my brother. You chased his ass through the forest. Like you slut. And she's like, he mugged me. Did he not tell you that? And legit, this guy is like, that's just boys being boys. Like, don't you fucking dare. So then, oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait. Okay. So, so many times I feel like Kimberly wrote the asshole we needed on the page yes. for the sole purpose of letting Fallon like injure him. Yes. Do you remember when I said rom-com with like uh dismembering? Dismembering. Yeah. This is yeah. where that starts to come in. <laughs> because he like lifts her up against the carriage and he's like, apologize. And she's like, over my dead fucking body, you asshole. Oh, and and so he slaps, slaps her, her hard. Yeah. And then okay, so then I don't remember fuck. How does he start calling her rabbit? His nickname um, for her is Rabbit, and it's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's yeah. just like because she's like a she's like because she's so timid, yeah, yeah. Hmm. or something. So anyway, he's like Rabbit, and everybody goes like a little bit still, and like the Huckabees don't know exactly what they're in for, but they know it's probably bad. So then he goes over and he just grabs this guy, he puts him on his knees, he puts his foot on his back, and then he just. He just does a gives him like a, a compound, compound fracture? fracture out of his arm, just like bone through the skin, out blood gushing. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets his sword out, and she's like, "Ah, uh, time out! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Flag on the play here! You you need to cool it a tiny bit." And then he looks over, and he's like, "He hit you! Don't don't wait! I wrote this down. Don't yeah. kill him. He hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't. Still don't. <laughs> Still don't." <laughs> God, it's so good. And so then he's like, okay, fine. Like, what are the parameters here, basically? And she's like, just don't, like, don't kill humans. You know, like, don't do that <laughs> as much as really? And he's like, oh, this is going to be much harder than I thought it was. But like, okay, fine. I won't kill your precious humans. And so they get on the carriage and they they start going. And he's like, "What? what's the matter with you? And she's like, well, I'm a little quiet because you did just like almost, you know, hack apart my childhood bully. And like, that was sweet and all, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like a little bit stressed right now. And he's like, oh, that's all. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. And she's like, no, but really though, you can't, you can't kill humans. And they make this sort of deal together that he's going to mm. really honor this. And she's a little taken aback by this because she's like, he has no incentive to, but like, okay, I'll give him, I'll give him a shot. Right. So they, then it turns into like a road trip montage. They stop for the night. She catches um a whole mess of fucking crawdads. Oh, before that though, before that though, oh, yeah. she's really freaked because she's, they're in the deep bayou. Right. And yes, where her sister died and like everything is spooking her out and he's fucking with her. He's yeah. like reaching his tail around and like tapping her on the shoulder. And like, what's that? was that you know i'm sorry no there's no tail tail. was not mentioned no okay no he's like he's like is there a tail in here yes i think yeah i think i think he brings it out for that like mess with her oh okay so he can manifest it to do cool shit okay there's definitely a tail there is there's a tail. i mean at some point there's totes a tail yeah what he says though when she's like freaking out and like smacking him for being an asshole he's like but you're with me I am the worst of the worst possible things out here and you're with me. So you have nothing to worry about because nothing else stands a chance. Yeah. I knew that was going to drop your panties, Jenny. 
I know. The biggest bad. It gets me every time. And then until the last phylactery, which is the Horcrux thingy. I see. I told you I wrote it down. (laughs) Is destroyed. Until that last one is destroyed, you're mine. I will dispose of anyone who impedes that, but I won't kill any humans if they are smart enough to listen. And her inner monologue is, I will not be turned on by this. I will not, I will not, not be turned on by this. I am a strong, Cinnamon independent woman. I am a business owner. I will not be turned on by this. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> okay, so now she makes crawdads for him. Kudos for proper technique here. I really appreciated this passage as a culinary person. Well, okay, behind the curtain, Kim fucking loves seafood of all kinds. She loves a crustacean of any sort. And so, like, she's the person who will, like, go get crab legs and do a whole feast on her own, basically. Like, it's it's very, it's very real. Anyway, so she teaches him how to do a crawfish boil. And he's like, I really am not into eating swamp spiders. So (laughs) I don't know why we would do that. And she's like, try one. Just this is try one. an insect. And, and it says on the page, like, I, I teach him how to suck the heads. And then he goes, mm, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. So then he, like, scares her into snuggling with him. Oh, wait, no, you skipped what? the best part. What did I do? Okay, wait, they're eating the crawdads, right? And yeah. she's like, hold the police. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a bottle of mead. You're right. And sets it down. And he's like, right. where the hell did that come from? She's like, my snack pockets. And she reaches to the other pockets. side and pulls out a full <laughs> loaf of bread and beef jerky. He's like, I don't travel without food. I love this girl. I love I know. her. Cinnamon is the friend we all deserve. Yes, absolutely. Really snack oh pockets. Okay, so one of the reasons that he's doing this, like, you know, bump in the night situation is because he wants her to snuggle with him. Yeah. And she does. She ends up doing a snuggle on him. But then in the middle of the night, she wakes up and he's not there. And so she, like, goes on a wander. She wakes up and he's not there, but she hears her sister calling her name. So she follows the voice of her sister. It's like, what, what? Somebody's calling my name. And she goes on the wander. Yeah. And so she's like trying to find, she's like, oh my God, Cherry's here. I can save her. This is amazing. And she gets like lured. Cherry's like in the swamp in the deep part. And she's like covered in ish. And she wades out into the water to save her. And then he goes, rabbit, you have to stop right now and come back. And she's like, my sister, we can like come help me. This is great. And he's like, look behind her. And it turns out it's like a water Water dog dog situation. And he does chomp her real good and take her under the waters. And so then, like, it's a whole struggle. She gets free and then he stabs it to death. And it's a it's a wow. So then he carries her back to the campfire and she's like, I can walk. And he's like, I know, but I would prefer this because, you know, it's been a trauma. All right. <laughs> because I need to carry you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he's like, we're going we're gonna to get you clean. He unbraids all of her locks. Like he unbraids her hair so she can wash it. She kind of breaks down and starts to cry because she realizes he her sister's really, really gone. Her. He holds her and says, just cry. Mm. Just cry. And she like yeah. blubbering mess all over him. Uh-huh. And then he takes her to the river and like, like she gets naked. Her get clean, right? The, the line hits out on the bayou is in this book. And I was like, Thank HB, you. shut out! Thank you! I felt very inspired. Uh, yeah. I felt very recognized. I felt very good about this. So he anyway, conditions her hair. Like, he does a big sweep. Yeah, well, because 
she's like doing a wash or whatever. And he's like, oh, do you need this? Because she's about to go get her special hair shampoo. And she's like, ah, you are naked and you are here. And he's like, yeah, let me do a big, sexy scalp massage on you. And then after a little while, she's facing away from him. And she goes, you know, Fallon, you haven't actually had all the swamp delicacies yet. And he's like, okay, I don't really know what you mean. And so she just just out of the fucking she has, blue. She she's has like, a knife the, in her mouth that she's yeah. been holding to protect herself. So, and she's like, the log in front of me has been there for a minute. And she just like leaps on this fucking alligator. Jenny stabs it in the fucking spine behind its head, severs the neck and then just murders it to death. And it's like pulling it to shore. Like, you, you want some gator? She's like, help me get this to the fire. We need to make gator meat and gator jerky and all the shit. I like how I'm doing the thing where I'm just sitting silently with my jaw open. But for anyone listening, they don't think I'm reacting. <laughs> so so his his reaction to this is just like, oh, my God, dream woman. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marry me. So he says, was that guy your lover? The guy I almost killed? And she's like, no, I don't have a lover. And he's like, OK, well, excellent. excellent. This makes this much easier. Excellent. And he comes like striding up to her. And it says that when when she when it gets below the waist, when she can see below the waist, he comes toward her with the, something that can only be described as another weapon, it says. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and so then he's like, I don't think I'm going to let you go at the end of this yeah. quest. And she's like, that's not the deal. Yeah. And he's like, you you shouldn't have been so interesting then. Yeah. Like, this is your fault, madam. Mm-hmm. I like my women fierce. Right. And so she goes, what does that mean, though? And he's like, I'm going to take you to be my wife at the end of this because, like, you're rad. And she's like, we met. Okay, so this is the series of back and forths between them. She's like, we met four days ago. And he goes, well, in those four days, I've met your parents. And she's like, you threatened my parents. And he's like, (laughs) semantics. Semantics. We've saved each other multiple times. We've been naked together. And I watched you kill a giant lizard with no hesitation. That's really when it clicked for me. I've always wanted a fierce mate. Oh, (laughs) this shit is so good. Okay, so now we do more road trip stuff. They have to kill some bandits and she helps by like, you know, shooting them with arrows and stuff. But when the final bandit is dead and like in the river or whatever, he's like, oh, no, oh, I killed him. I probably killed him. (laughs) Fuck, I told you I wasn't going to do that. And she's like, no, no, they did. They did threaten to rape me several times. So like you can kill any rapist. is okay. And she'll just kill them out with arrows. So. Yeah. And so then she says, she says, please kill all the rapists. And he looks at her and he gets this like feral grin and he goes, this I can do. <laughs> yes. But then they're on the wagon and he he's been like touching her. He's been like trying to get her as close to him as possible on the on the bench seat for a while. And then calling he's like, her okay, my listen. love. Yeah, calling her my love yeah. ever since this proposal. And he's like, listen, so does this mean that you're like down for the wifehood? And she's like, no, I have not changed my <laughs> mind. Are you bananas? Cue the classic romance trope here, yes. right? Classic trope, the marriage bet. That's right. I love a good marriage bet. Yeah, I love like, it. So wait, what if I like accumulate enough points by the end of the quest <laughs> and then you'll marry me? Like, what if I like really knock your socks off? throughout this thing and then we'll be married and so she's like you know what this is probably stupid my grandma said not to do this but she also like yelled at bats and stuff so uh yeah i'm gonna i'll do yeah. it you you and he's like okay so how, 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 how many, many points? points 
How many points? How many points are we talking here? And she goes, A thousand. And he's like, uh-huh. You're mean. <laughs> he says, He says something like, You're a greedy wench or something like that. Oh, it's so good. But then, Jenny, uh, this is when he decides to start knocking her socks off with the sexy talk. Tell oh me, my tell God. me, tell it's me. Like it's really so just good. A fucking dirty talk. He brings her over to straddle and his just lap. dirty talk. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, what if I was to do this and this and this? And he's like touching her inner thigh and then like grab with my fangs and stuff. And I want you to hold my horns and put me where you want me. And mm. I'm going to do a big go down yeah. on you. He's talking about. And he's like, he's like, I bet your cunt tastes so sweet. And I can't wait to get in there and like all the business. And then finally, and so then, he's then, like, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you, you, you. I was going to say. And then she gets really overwhelmed by all yeah. of this. And she says, stop. Uh-huh. He and says, he just tell me what to do. And then she says, stop. And she's, and then, and then he says, okay, I'll, I, you know, t- tell me. And, and she says, let go. Mm-hmm. And he does. Yeah. He, he's mad about it. He's pissed. He's pissed. He's just like, oh, it's really hard so to do. Fucking sexy because he hears her and he backs off. And what does she have to do, Eva? What does she have to do to calm herself? She goes and dunks her head in the river. <laughs> and then says, and he comes to check. So she's like got her head under the rushing cold water to be like, ah. And then. That is the most relatable then, thing I've heard in a while. He comes over to check on her. And she's like, 100 points. Yeah, you got 100 points. Just get away from me. I will give you 100 points if you get your sexy body away from me. <laughs> And so he just like does a moonwalk back to the carriage. He's feeling good. Okay, so now they go into a, a town because they they have to get to the next temple, and they meet yeah. these like bickering innkeepers. They choose and the, then they find out they're like, "Wow, your demon can talk, and your demon isn't wearing a collar. This is weird shit." Yeah, and she's like, "Collar, pray tell, what is? How do? Why?" <laughs> and one of the innkeepers is like. You can stay in my inn, but we have a very comfortable stable for your demon. No demons can come for you, inside. No, for your pet. For your pet. Your pet will have to stay in the stables. And she's like, ah. Uh, and he's about he's about ready to blow. And she's like, breathe. 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 You, gotta, you cannot <laughs> fuck this city up yet. We've got work to do. And so the other yeah. one is like, well, no, your demon can absolutely stay in your room with you. Like, it's no problem. But, you know, I'll and this give is you a Usha. room and I'll give you a collar. Yeah, Usha. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she, so they go and I think they go to sleep. And then the next morning, maybe Usha is, so they're in the room and they're like going over the game plan. And oh, she comes to him with the collar and he's like, yeah. what the fuck are you even thinking right now? And she's like, listen, <laughs> th- this is a city full of mages who can apparently do magics on demons that make them um, like pl- slaves. And he's like, are you siding with the slavers right now? And she's like, no, but I want to no, make sure. But I can't, I can't afford to have you taken out of the game yeah. before we even get to the temple to break the thing. Like you're going to have to wear it and pretend just for a little while or this whole thing is not going to work and we're not going to it's very much like an ice planet barbarians when they go to the stations all the humans like wear collars as if they are slaves but really they're mates for life you know it's like a it's like a big protect you know Mm. so anyway they go out the door and usha is standing there (laughs) and she like almost drops all the soup and she's like i thought you might be hungry and he's like how much of that did you hear human 
And she's like, um, all of all it? it? And then as he's like grabbing his sword. about burning my city down? That mm-hmm. part I heard. Yeah. But then Cinnamon comes over and she's like, no, 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 no. Just, 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 wait, just wait a second. I think I can talk to her about this. And so she explains that like demons are people too. And that what's happening here is enslavement. And so Usha's like, okay, what's the game plan? I'm down. I will help. I will do a distract. I'll do anything you want. And they're like, wait a second. Why are you suddenly on board? You know, this, this feels like a big, a big commitment. Her response is my favorite part. Yeah, same. Because she looks at him and she's like, so you're telling me that demons have rational thoughts. You're telling me that demons, like, you know, she goes through this whole list of things. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And then finally, they're like, why are you doing this? And what does she say, Eva? She says, I'm sorry. I didn't participate, but I condoned it. How can I help? I cannot, I cannot continue to let this stand now that I know better and I need to help. Yeah, and they ask her to elaborate, and she's like, well, because enslavement is incredibly wrong, and if I was a sentient being being treated like this, I would want somebody to step up and do the right thing, and so here I am. Like, let's burn this shit down. Me and my hyena, Kiki. Yeah, she has a hyena. <laughs> did we mention the hyena? There's a hyena, the name of the and it did not her mention the hyena. <laughs> Pet hyena. Yeah. So they're going to hide in, a, in like, a... a commercial cart thing like their carriage looks like a a seller's cart and she is gonna go into the temple and actually get the chalice and whack it a bunch so they split up in order to do that and usha and and the hyena are going to be distracting out front so the mages don't know that cinnamon's inside doing this and fallon is hiding in the wagon so that he's close to protect her but not going to tip anybody off right Right. so they go into the market and they're going to do like an indiana jones right they're going to buy a souvenir chalice because you can buy them in the market mm. and she's going to do a switch and bait, bait and switch stop. right switch and then out. she's going to take it out and bash it up outside away from but the first eva she has to get something very important and i need to talk about it it's crucial it's vital it she smells something on the wind <laughs> she has to investigate this savory unctuous aroma. meat and cheese aroma nachos and she does buy a literal bucket a bucket of, of nachos. nachos he's like bucket so do you want a bowl nachos. or a bucket and she's like bucket is an option must yeah, have when is bucket. bucket ever not the right choice <laughs> yeah. so then she's like nomming on her shit walking around the whatever and she hears like a whip crack and there is a big abuse happening and a slaver is whipping this man telling him that he needs to transform and then she looks up and she realizes that like all of these incredibly lush pelts look like nothing she's ever seen before and she's like wait pause a second what's happening right now and he's like i need this i need this fuck face to transform i need this werewolf to transform so i can get his pelt because so he's blonde and it's off. gonna be it's gonna be priceless so anyway she she <sighs> is mad right oh. but she's like gotta work within the system and so yeah. she haggles with him and buys the werewolf from him and then he's like well if you give me this much more i'll give you a a liam a lyman it's a, lamia. It's a naga a lamia lamia, lamia. it's a which naga. comes out comes out he brings this dude out half man half snake like snake, eight feet snake. tall excellent yeah White snake like, oh yeah but like vicious yeah 
well, before this happened, she like while he was inside getting the naga, he uh, the lyman, whatever it is, he Bam, co- yeah. she he yeah. comes she comes over and she cinnamons the fuck out of that werewolf and she's like, be cool, be cool. I'm gonna <laughs> cut you free. I'm gonna untie your hands, but you gotta pretend so we get away. Yeah. And the werewolf is like, why human? Why? And she's yeah. like, just she's trust like, me on this. Just go she's with like, it. This is fucking wrong. Let's go. So then they go into an alley. And she's like feeding him nachos and giving him water and stuff. And then she's like, okay, I got to get the cinnamon because I got to get this guy out of his trance. And he's like, I don't know if you'd want to do that because they're like notoriously vicious. And she's like, okay, yeah, no, totally. I can, (laughs) this is something I can negotiate. And so she, she cinnamons him anyway. And boy, does he coil his whole body around her. And he's doing an attack and he's like, I'm going to get you. And the werewolf is like, she's on her side. Cool it. You need to just like take it down several notches. And finally, he lets her go. And then he's like, wait, are you guys for real right now? She's, you're freeing us. And then she's like, yeah, man. And so he lunges at her and she's terrified. But then he just like hugs her. <laughs> he gives her oh, a big old and she's like, hug. What's happening right now? And then oh, she's like, oh, okay. Oh. Okay, here we go. And then they both decide to help on quest. Like, let's go break some classware. Yeah. So then it's on. She goes into the thing. They're doing a big attack. She. Oh, by the way, the werewolf is Felix. And the Nagalamia snake dude is Ambrose. Yeah. Sequel bait for days. And I will read every single one of them. So. Bree and the snake boy. Yeah. Oh no, Usha. Usha and the Snake Boy, not Bree. Oh yeah, Usha and the Snake Boy. So it, it needs to be a novella at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry. So she goes in there, she does her switcherusicals. The chalice and the sludge that's coming out is yelling at her. Then it turns into several orcs and ogres. Yeah. And then somebody's being like, ah, get the dragon, oh fuck. And a bunch of mages get knocked over and her horses run through the smoke that pops out of their bottles and her horses do grow wings in a way that I found incredibly charming. They're like, shit, we can fly. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Holy fuck. <laughs> And also, oh, wait, oh, I, wait, but dragon, there's but now dragon. a dragon circling the city. Guess who's a dragon? We told you there was going to be a tail later, Jenny. Come on. Oh, shit. So I didn't see but that. But he's a yeah. young one. He's only like 146. So right. he doesn't have full control. And it, it's very exhausting for him to be in his dragon form. So he doesn't do the big bad very often, but when he does, but he, he makes it count. Burns shit to the ground. Yeah. Oh. So she eventually gets that shit done. She smashes that thing to pieces, and then he's just like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. I'm a motherfucking dragon, oh. and you are a city of slavers. Yep. And so he just like burns this fucker down. And Felix and Ambrose and Usha with the hyena are all like, you know, with her. And she's like, why are you guys next to me? Like, what's going on? And they're like, uh, if a dragon is like burning a city down, I'm going to be next to his mate. It's the only safe place. And she's like, not his mate. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, if you could go like bat your eyelashes at him and get him to calm the fuck down, we're going to go to the port and steal a boat. And she's like, yeah, great. So we're pirates. We're pirates now. Can't pirates wait. Now. Sure. Of course we are. I think actually the last line of that chapter is something like, fuck it, piracy. Fuck it, piracy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now 
Jenny. It's the moment we've all been fucking waiting for. Because he's like lounging on a coliseum. I don't know. Listen, he's like, he's like blowing smoke rings and shit, looking at everything burned down. And so she goes over to the Coliseum to get him. But also she's like, what is this big door? Must free all of the enslaved gladiators. Lions and minotaurs and bears. Oh my. So many. All the things. Centaurs even. And so they're like, hello. Hello, human woman who took on a metric fuck ton of mages. Like, are you that dragon's mate? Because if not, I will claim you. Like, I I would like a strong mate by my side. And she's like, so after like two of them start bickering over her, she's like, no, 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 guys, just I'm the dragon's mate. So don't even worry about it. (laughs) And then he, his like ears perk up and he comes a scooting down. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, so I'm your mate, huh? And she's like, I was obviously (laughs) saying that to get them away from me. Stop it. And he's like, I don't know. I think we could make this work. And so he picks her up. Well, no, wait, wait. While they're having this conversation, she's like, he is really pretty as a dragon. She's like petting his scales and running her fingers oh, yeah. through his hair. And and he's like, so I'm not your mate? What's what's with the petting then? And she's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my God. So then he picks her up and he flies her to a section of the Coliseum where like rich people can bathe. Listen, it's very convenient romance reasons. I love it. You know what? Every Coliseum has a gold-plated, jewel-encrusted, hot-water-running bathtub. Yes. It's, it's canon. It's fine. I mean, it has yeah. to happen. It has to. Right. So he washes her again, which is like, I mean, just give me a man who feeds me and washes me, and I'm good, you know? The only thing that could have made the scene better was had the nachos miraculously followed her oh. to the bathtub. I'm just oh, saying. God. <laughs> yeah, no, a bath meal was in order. But then he's like, so I think that like we should we should really discuss this whole mate thing yeah. some more. And then she's like, no, I couldn't possibly. And he's like, why? What? I can tell that you want me. We get along really well. What's going on? And she's like, you're, I I am not doing this adventuring bullshit anymore. I want a quiet life where I sit by the river and I have friends and I read by the fire. And like, you're going to think I'm fucking boring at some point and you're going to want to get rid of me. And so boy, does he gather her up in his big arms. And she's like, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? And he goes, I'm taking you to bed because I... I have been told that someone has told my woman she's boring and I will not have it. (laughs) This shall not stand. It shall not stand. So he does a tie her up. Jenny. He ties her to the bed frame, right? Excellent. And she's like, no, what's happening? Right. And he's like, I know that you want this. I can be your villain. I can do this for you. I can be your villain. And then... He's like, let he me says, take the it. power of choice away from you. Allow yes. me to say do it. that. Say that oh, this is what you want. the secrets. <laughs> and she says, yes. And he says, good girl. And then we all melt in our chairs. Oh, and yeah. need to take a little breather before uh-huh. continuing the scene. Because it, um, yeah, it's it, a it, scene. Mm, it, it's many a scene pages. that goes. And it's many great. Pages. He goes, he, mm. he does a snurfle all over her body. He fingers her. He, he Is goes he still down in dragon her. form? No, no. He's a man now. Okay. No, he's he goes down on her. He's doing all the business. And then after she's come like insanely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at some point he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to like make you scream my name or something. And she's like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I'm your villain. Remember? I can do whatever I want. Ah! Okay. And then he like, he puts her over on her side and she thinks he's going to penetrate her and she's very excited about it. 
But instead, he starts fucking her thighs, like in between her thighs. And she's like, fuck me. I, I need it. I want it. I have to have it. And he goes, oh, I will. This I promise you, but not today. And then he, yes. he, yeah. like, he diddles yeah. her some more. So they come not at yet. the same time. Listen, it's incredible stuff. But he wants he wants her to be his wife. Yeah. And she has not agreed yet. So he he's... wants the real deal. Yeah. Okay. So now the next morning she wakes up and Felix is there, the werewolf in in human form. He takes her to the boat. They're going to be pirates now. The crew of liberated demons have all like, you know, taken all this stuff. There's there's like four orcs carrying crates and crates of liquor onto the boat. And she's like, <laughs> new BFFs, keep that control safe. And then <laughs> the guy that was bickering with Tyrese. Uja earlier. The Tyrese. other the other inn owner yeah. shows up on the docks and is like back and forth berating Usha because Usha asked Fallon to burn down his inn the to day burn before. Burn him down. Burn him down. And he thought he was gonna be in the inn, so he burned yeah. the inn down. But Tyrese was not there. And so now he's like that's bitching at Usha. And she's real mad that he's still living. And he's a real asshole. He does a big insult on her. So you know what happens to assholes? You know what happens to assholes in this book. Immediate retribution. Ambrose just like comes out from in between some boxes and just like tails him into a wall across the dock. Like he (laughs) just gets booted into go there and be punished town. And then... He, like, picks Ushua up, maybe, or, like, maybe he puts his arm around her. I don't know. He slithers onto that boat, and Usha is with him. And all of these liberated demons have taken a vote and decided that since she is Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, and Usha is the only one with seafaring experience because her dad was the captain, they're going to be co-captains together and just, like, run this <laughs> shit. And <laughs> it's great. Then she, like coaches a bunch of orcs to do a big feast as they're feasting the there's a lady centaur and usha and they're both like trying to talk her into dicking him down real good and then felix comes over and they're like it's girl talk time and he goes i'm sorry i'm claiming bff rights because i was her first demon friend so like you guys can fuck yourselves and here i am i'm the bff now (laughs) and so they get her to be brave enough to go and tell him that she wants him, period, the end. And it's very exciting. She's like super nervous to declare her serious mate feelings. And she gets all the way down there and just like the way the light is hitting him. And it's like, just she's just very overwhelmed. And the amount of meat she's consumed is kind of hitting her. Oh God, meat and and mead, all the things are, it's a big woozy. And he's like, he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, we're out of pheasant, maybe, almost. I mean, do you, if you want pheasant, like, you gotta go now. Do you? Are you? And he's like, no, I'm full. And she's like, okay. okay. <laughs> totally cool, bye. And then oh, she gets hammer town because she's so embarrassed and let down. But then the next morning, she wakes up in her demon's arms. She looks to her left, and there is a mountain of cheese. And then she looks to her right, <laughs> and there is another just pile of cheese. And she's like, what's <sighs> happening? I've got a big hangover. I don't understand. And he's wait, like, oh, wait, this is not. Oh, no, what's yes, up? it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
And so they're on their way. Sorry, they're about to go to the next thing, but it's going to take like two weeks to get there. They're pirates now. They're going. And um, and so she is, she's like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you not remember when you demanded that all of your orc friends go get every morsel of cheese on the thing and then sit in the <laughs> captain's chair and declare yourself queen of cheese, the cheese queen? <laughs> you, wait, wait. Q Felix poking his head in the room is like, Hey, cheese queen, can we go raid this boat next door? (laughs) (laughs) But then, but then he does this thing where he like, he just like touches her head and, and like hangover gone. Magic hangover cure. I will take that over magic peen. I'm not going to lie. I mean, completely, especially when you also come with a magic peen. Okay. We got to speed up. Okay. So then he's like, wait, don't I get like at least 50 points for curing your hangover? And she sort of like mumbles. She's like, how about 900? And he's like, I'm sorry. And he like puts her up against a wall and he's like, no, you need to, if you're going to say things like that to me, you need to mean them. And she goes, I, I mean it. Like I, I want to be your mate. I think that we should be together. It's so great. And so then he's like, you better get ready for this magical fucking dragon bite. And he bites her. And she's like immediately, because the thing with dragons is that once they put their magic into you and you're their mate now and they like infuse, they penetrate you with their fangs and their magic goes in your body, then there's like a three week fuck fest. Like you're horny all the time. Yeah. It's a honeymoon phase. Thank you. Thank you. That's I love much, this in any better. kind of paranormal or fantasy. I yeah. love it. It's like, yeah. So then she's like, I need your dick in me right now. I need it. I need it. I need it. And they're like going up to the other boat. And he's like, well, don't you think I should like help them? She's like, no, I think that you should put your cock right now as soon as possible. And then he's like, well, I feel like now, you know what the past month for me has been like. And dragons are very petty. So I'm going to let you just stew in this for a little while. And he goes out. He goes out. Oh my god. I am queen of cheese and I will have the cock when I want it. Thank you. Okay, so long story short, Miva, Miva is mad now and she understands what's happening and so she's going on the offense. She has taken a chalice and basically delivered it to them. I have questions about this. It's fine. They go to board this boat and the human crew is like, it's cool. You can come on. Totally fine. And Whatever then she you want. sees this like this like silver haired man stagger onto the deck. And she then she sees like a horn poke out. And she's like, oh, fuck, it's a trap. No. And then he does skewer one of her orc pals. And it's a big sad. And then she she's like, fuck this noise. Because then he turns into a storm dragon, Jenny. It's a big storm. And then the dragons are fighting. And she's firing her cinnamon and it's not working. And she doesn't know why the cinnamon's not working. Yeah. And it's because Maiva is like embedded in him. The chalice is caught in his hair. And so she's controlling him. No amount of cinnamon is going to break this spell. So no. she is on her Pegasus like smash. Her 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 horse's name are Crash and Smash, and it's excellent. <laughs> anyway, and so she's like, "Put me on that so dragon." So many good details. I know, right? And so she jumps onto this dragon, and she's like trying to climb up for life for her, you know, life and everybody's life. And so she does <laughs> before she can get to the chalice completely. I just need you to know that a puddle of ooze comes out, and all it is is one giant eyeball and a mouth screeching threats at her. <laughs> and then she does hammer that chalice to death. And then the dragon like gets out of his stupor, and he's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." And then they crash land on a beautiful tropical island. Yeah. 
Just her and the two dragons. Yeah. And the boys need to sleep for about 14 hours. It's it's cool. She finds some fish. She does like a whole self-care night. It's fine. And then in the morning, she wakes up to him carrying her into the forest. And so she's like nestled against his chest. And he, she's like, what's happening right now? And he's like, well, I figured I'd take you to this beautiful waterfall because it'll dull the noise. And she's like, noise? What are you talking about? And he's like, all of the noises I'm going to make you make in just a second. Yeah. Like, unless you want me to just fuck you right in front of our friend, I'm fine with that as long as he knows you're mine. And she's like, oh, that sounds way hotter than I want it to. I'm mad about that. And then she like tries to hide her eyes. And he's like, I told you, you can't hide from me. Anyway, so now there's just like some transformative sex that happens. I have one question about this, Eva. Yes. That is, so he's doing her doggy and it's like the most mind-blowing nonsense ever. But then my understanding as I read it was that he grabs her by the waist and just like stands up and lifts her with him still facing away and then just like Mm. ragdoll fucks her doggy style and her feet are just like hanging on the <laughs> I believe that is accurate. Yes. That's right, right? Yes. I, and that's, I, I believe that's how I read it too. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk right. about like the magic rune pregnancy prevention? For 10 hours. Yeah. Because she's Cause like she she gets real yeah. panicked. She's like, no, nah, I don't even know if I want to be a mom. Like, fuck. <laughs> and then he's like, like it's no okay, worries, babe. babe. You see, you see this little like blue diamond that I drew on my skin here? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're fine. It's a magic prophylactic. And she's like, I fucking love magic. For once, it's him taking care of it. That's right. So they get saved by the crew. And the crew's like, okay, last chalice is up in Winterfell. We got to go to the snow towns. And it's going to take us three weeks to get there. And the the other dragon is like, listen, I'm 900 years old. And I'm super strong. And I'm tired, Zs. But, like, I'm also really motivated by the fact that she did sacrifice, like, all of my brothers and sisters and cousins when I was a youngin. So, like, I'm ready to just, like, tow y'all there in about four days. I'm just going to fly us there on a boat. And they're like, okay, that sounds like we could do that. Also, this is Dante, the silver-haired dragon. Yes. He's the storm dragon. Apparently, they yeah. control different, like, elements. Mm. They have different magics. Yeah. So he, so he he can control the winds, and which is why he's going to just poof them Yeah. There. And we find out that Fallon is a, a shadow dragon, and, he, and the storm dragon will only refer to her as Madam Shadow, which I found very charming. Mm. Like, what is, why are you calling me Madam Shadow? She's like, you are the shadow dragon's mate, therefore you are Madam Shadow. Yeah. Madam She's Shadow, like, would you like to leave now? <laughs> She's uh-huh. like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so they get there. He's doing a shadow around the boat so that they, that nobody can see them coming up to this temple. And even a kraken that's right next to them can't see them. And she's like about to shoot it with an arrow. And he comes up and he's like, you really don't like, we don't want to pick a fight with a kraken right now. Like, let's not. (laughs) Element of surprise. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, why can't anybody else see? And he's like, oh my God, you can see? That means that you're really taking to my magic faster than I thought you would. This is very cool. Because like faded mate shit. Yeah. So then they go to the temple. They, everybody, uh, Priscilla is there. That bitch from the village. Her boy, her ex-boyfriend is there. The ex-boyfriend and the bitch from the village. They're all there, the four of them. And they're going to defend this temple because they think it's a goddess still. And so then he's like, oh my God, sweets, why are you over there with that dragon and everybody else? And Fallon is like, 
why did you call her sweets? And, and he's like, because she's my woman. Like, I knew I was better than that town, so I had to bounce. But like, yeah, you know, she's never going to get over me. So he does, I think, rip his arm off. Yeah. Fallon full, does. Full dismemberment at this point. Yeah. Full dismemberment. It's excellent. He doesn't die, though, because he gets redeemed. Anyway, so then she has to do a big fight with Maiva, the goddess, and it's involved. Okay. Usha is there. There's a lot that happens. But bang, crash, whoop, they win. And then they take a honeymoon to that island. They and go they back. do fuck for an extended period of time, and it's fantastic. And then the end. It's great. Excellent. This was the most fun, the most fabulous. Rom-com with dismemberment. It is a paranormal romp. I did not know this existed, and now I want more. I want I need all, all of it. it. I want Shoot it right into my veins. Ah hysterically it sounds like we're getting more i am yeah and yeah. we like that we didn't really even get to get into the the world building detail that she just like mm. weaves in there in very entertaining ways still <clears throat> it's it's in it's a great i loved it it's so voice, good for for a debut author her voice is so clear and defined yes. and entertaining yeah and it's wonderful i yes. love it yeah. yeah, I feel like I got a lot of the voice just from the way that the story was told. That's really cool. Oh, it's so fun. It, the Reading the story is just as exuberant as like Eva and I were. It's definitely the energy on the page that you get. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, my God. If you have oh, bought in by chapter two. Brace yourself. You're not getting up. You might want to have some water or caffeine yeah. near you because you are going through yeah. until 4 a.m. when you're done. Like that's. Uh-huh kind of how this book rolls yeah it's so good it's so good and i say that not because she's my friend but because holy fuck it's so good (laughs) all right eva what have you brought us for aftercare so i figured since it was a book about cinnamon the spice trader i would tell you about my favorite spices (gasps) there is a company called penzies p-e-n-z-e-y they are based in minnesota i think they are wonderful. They deliver. They've got storefronts, whatever. Their spices are great. I cook with all of them. But during the last few election cycles, they have gotten very involved and have okay. said, listen, like, it's Freedom Day. This particular spice is going to be 99 cents and we're going to donate it all to the NAACP. Or, you know, this is Love it. Planned Parenthood Day. So we're going to sell this, like... They, they'll pick a spice, they'll put it on sale, and then they'll donate all the proceeds to all of these different amazing charitable organizations and political campaigns. And it makes you feel good about where you're spending mm, your money. Completely. And the spices are really good. I swear by their pasta sprinkle, their garlic, their cinnamon is fantastic. Their double strength vanilla. I won't bake without it now. It's they ship it to my house. So I don't even have to go anywhere to get it. And it's nice. Busy. It's really the energy I like these days. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is a song because my daughter today, Michael. Is it a sea shanty? It's it's not this time. It's not. Especially now that we know my robot will play them if I say that out loud. Anyway, so this morning, Michael and I were like going back and forth, making a joke. And he was saying that I was gaslighting him about something. And I was just like, okay. And then... Valor, who is almost three, she goes, she goes, oh, mom, play Gaslighter? 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that this was a thing you would remember, but like, yes. And Cue so the music. All, all day today, I was either listening to her like toddler sing Gaslighter and like, it, like she, she knows the denier. Like, I mean, it's all toddler speak, but like she hits every beat and then, and she'll just like go through the house and like do skip spins and her arms are out and it's just like this this just energy that's like so pure and also just like retribution you will not wrong me <laughs> and i loved that combination today i played it no less than 13 times and then michael got home and i was just like cooking and going gaslighter and he was like he was like i have just gotten home but i know this has been happening since this morning and i am already sick of it <laughs> Anyway, that will make you feel incredible. So Gaslighter by the Chicks. Can I, can I, um, <laughs> fuck Adrian Brody. A, a slight word of warning about a current, um, Adrian Pazdar. Really? Paz, Paz. Oh, did I get that wrong? Not Adrian Brody. Maybe. Adrian Paz something. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway. So there's a song on TikTok right now that is very viral and it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and your mom and your sister and your dog and your bro. <gasps> I love that one. You call art, right? But my six-year-old really likes the alphabet right now. So I would just say, be careful about letting them <laughs> learn that if they're going to school and having to sing the alphabet every morning at <laughs> circle time, like mine. <laughs> Precious is right now. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. You're right. It's Adrian Pazdar. I don't know how I got those things flipped in my brain, but I've also Adrian heard that Adrian Brody Brody's is a the dick. one. <laughs> so. Adrian Brody is the one who bought Chris Hemsworth's wife a castle, and then she oh, left him right. for Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, it's a Hemsworth. <sighs> like we all make choices. Sorry? <laughs> we all have to live our own truths, really. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, what's yours? Right, what's your aftercare, Jenny? Okay, I have an aftercare that is for, I have a book, but my aftercare for anyone with children in their lives mm -hmm. is Art Hub on YouTube. Do you guys know this? No. Yes. It's like a dad who does drawing with his kids, and it's just like they draw a thing each time, and it's super simple, and my kids are fucking obsessed and like they can both they're three and six and they can both sit and do it together and they will do it for like hours yeah. Yeah. and at first they needed a little bit of intervention and help and whatever and now it's just like mama i need more paper and they just like and you end up with these like hamburgers with faces things. but you can actually tell that it's a hamburger with a face oh my like, god they, did they were drawing like Paw patrol year. characters Loved and it. like they actually look good Art it's Hub? ridiculous yeah That's so fun yeah, it's the shit. It is so good. That's really So cool. that is one. But then my other one, I have to wreck Eva's book because yeah. her newest is Reclaimed Dreams. And I started reading it and told her I'd started reading it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to save this so that she can actually like hear me react yeah. to it and that you can get the pure reaction on the podcast. Yeah. But this is happening. Fuck, oh my God. woman. <laughs> All right, back up, because I'm going to just start going off. So it is the last, I think it's the last, in her series, and I don't ever remember series names. Bo's Dreams. But we've followed, like, each of the siblings in the family getting their HEA, and this is the parents. <gasps> and it's, I'm already getting chills I just got chills. I don't, oh, 
And like they have a construction company and there's like a reality TV component in the other books. And like the idea that the siblings have sort of helped to build their parents HEA and the, the parents have been able to like reclaim their dreams. I just I read the title and didn't think anything of it. And then you get to that line in the book and I was just like, and I think it is because we're all like married people who are putting other humans before our needs and that's going to go on for a long time and like what does your relationship look like on the other end of that and that's the hea that we don't tell as often like we focus so much on the before Mm -hmm. and then we know what it looks like in the middle Mm -hmm. and then like what does it look like if you have to find that love again and like find that sexual connection again and and that like i don't it's yeah and okay, so the book opens with they lose one of their children, oh. not not in the mall, like he dies in the military. Yeah. And it's a hell of a fucking opening chapter. <laughs> like I had to text her and be like, fuck you for being such a good writer because I am like sobbing right now. But also it's so real. And realistically, in most marriages, you have something. You lose a parent, you lose a child, somebody gets, like, there is something that just throws you completely off course, and you deal with it differently. I had to start where they broke. Because until then, they had been getting by, and they had been making it work, and they had been a team. And then when that happens, they break. And that's also the inciting incident for all of the drama between the three siblings of who's going to run the company, because it was always going to be Gabe, and he's gone. So you, it's yeah. not a surprise that he's gone. He's read yeah, the yeah. first three books. You just see the scene. For the but time. getting it from the mom's perspective just like fucking gutted me. So, I mean, it's- I'm it's sorry, not like but I'm really not sorry. on page. You just like mom finds out and like is, you know, it's just like this family is devastated, yeah. but they get their HEA and their HEA is so earned by then on so many different levels that like they've managed to get their kids through and he's having to like choose his love over like continuing to run the company and that like retirement decision and like just so many pieces of it have to come together for them to get their HEA that it's just like it's powerful shit Ah. like I am so delighted that that is your reaction to the story because I it is I started writing yeah. that as a 12 chapter novella I was putting it out hmm. a chapter a month to my newsletter and I had six chapters of it written when the pandemic hit oh wow and I got derailed big time like taking care of kids my yeah. husband was home my mom was with us I didn't write for like a year and a half yeah and then when I did start writing again, I got to the scenes that overlapped the first three books. So I was retelling scenes from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. They were much meatier. And so the first half of the book was all like snapshots. And the second half of the book was like a proper novel. And my early beta readers were like, but I want that here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my wonderful editor, my developmental editor looked at it and she was like, Jen Grabeel, she said, you have to make a time slip. You have to take this half and have that be the story yeah. and then have the flashbacks Whoa. slotted in. She like does the time thing that yeah. like- So it like, oh, it, like parallels it gives me like an all the way through. Boner. I had to write 16 scenes in three weeks to make my second editing deadline. Then I did it. And, wow. Um, and 
I am I I am more proud of this book that I don't think a lot of people are going to read because it's the fourth book in the series and it's you know silver mature romance whatever sure yeah color. yeah but it's one of those ones where it's like the people that it is for are really gonna love it I think is gonna really mean something versus just like another book that they've read mm -hmm. and and you almost like the love story of a marriage finding its HEA again you almost need that whole timeline because there's just so much that makes that up that well and when you meet them in book one you're like why are these people married why are they together? Mm. I do mm -hmm. not understand why they love each other. Oh, wow. I don't get it. And so the number of people that I had write me after the third book came out and they were like, um, I just need to know that Joe and Dom are okay. Like I Aww. need, I need yeah. to know that they're going to be all right because I'm invested yeah. now. And I was like, I could do that. Sure. Make them okay. I can give you that. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. And it just, I think when you read something like this, it makes you realize just how often we're telling the story of 22-year-olds falling in love and then, like, it ends with a proposal. And all of us sitting on the other side of that know that, like, that's not really the HEA. Like, end, you want man. it to be and you like the fantasy of that. But, like, that's really where, that's where it, it starts. That's you deciding that you're a team. And then if you really want the HEA, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that to get to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I, I love so, that it yeah. feels so well-earned. And along with that, the book itself is well-earned. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you, you did that, Eva. <laughs> you cut some veins and just poured it out on the page for that Yeah, one. you like, well, there's, like, there's I don't want to completely spoil it. I think... Book. Anyone who's read the earlier books will kind of know what the gesture is, but yeah. there is, like, a grand romantic gesture that, like, all of the kids have kind of participated in, and it's just so, like meaningful and fucking epic and symbolic and it's so it, wrong like it's just wrong yeah. it's not the right thing <laughs> at all <laughs> i had so much fun yeah. writing that scene i started writing it and i was like yeah 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 grand gesture big payoff but no <laughs> yeah like that's not necessarily yeah it well. so that comes out january 25th the day before my birthday yay and it will come out digitally on its own, but it will be bundled in a paperback with the third book in the series. So oh, cool. when I put out the paperbacks, the first book has a bonus novella in it. The second book has a Christmas novella that's kind of like an extended second epilogue to the second story. Mm. And this one will have like the third sibling novel and then the parent story. So you can get all six stories cool. in the books. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. that's great. And that was Reclaimed Dreams. Yeah. The first is the first one opened up. Opened up, up is the I'm first not one. Great at titles. Opened okay. up. Yeah, yeah. You down, roughed beginning. in, and then Reclaimed Dreams. Yeah. Yay. But if people want to find you online, where is the best place for them to do that? I have a Facebook group called Friends for Eva. Mm -hmm. If you search Friends for Eva Moore, that's where I am most of the time. Or I'm on TikTok at Eva Moore Romance. Those are my two big places. And I am hopefully going to be running a reread along of the first three books leading up mm. to the launch. So if you haven't read Fun. the first three, you can come and read along with a bunch of friends. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. Eva, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for picking this book. Thank you so much for this incredible hour. I am thank in your having, Thank you for putting together a bonkers romance podcast. 
you two are rock stars and I <laughs> love having you in my ears once a week. I absolutely, you, you were with me on my walks in the morning. You get me oh, right frame so of mind to come right. I love it. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for Mannix by Grace McGinty. It's both Jenny and my first foray into the Omegaverse, and (laughs) we honestly could not have asked for a better or more understanding shepherd than Lillian Lark. And if you like the show, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and I think Spotify is doing that too. So if you're a Spotify person, you can as well. And tell a couple of friends about us. You can also support us by heading over to the Temple of Defiant Joy on our website at bonkersromance.com temple. By joining, you support us. You get the final episode of every month, tons of bonus content, the Bonkers Romance book club, video of the episodes, and so much more for as little as $5 a month. And you can hang out with us on socials as well. Follow us on Instagram. We technically have a Twitter, but listen, we're mostly hanging out on TikTok. We've become TikTok teens, and it's a problem. Everything is at Bonkers (laughs) Romance. And we have a Facebook group, The Altar of Defiant Joy. And email us literally anything uh, at bonkersromance at gmail.com. So... Go enjoy your next bonkers read, and remember, if you're already riding a dragon, there may as well be two dicks.